Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to tell you a couple things that were kind of going on in my world that I'm noticing with my clients and such. Um, I've been doing a lot of work with clavicles, with our, you know, our, our collarbone, our clavicles. There's something going on with our clavicles and our high heart. Um, there's an activation that is happening collectively right now. So if you are feeling anything happening in your upper chest area, like in your high heart area, um, if you're feeling any tension in your collarbones, clavicle area, like just be sure to roll your shoulders around and really move some of that energy because your clavicles are like a, a key, a key, a portal, a gateway to your high heart. And right now our, our high hearts are being very, very activated. And I, I've experiencing this myself. I'm experiencing it with my clients. And so I just really wanted to bring this to your attention so that if you are feeling anything, you know, in your high chest area, any tension or unknown, like, what is this? This is what it is, you know, and to be aware of it moving forward. Um, and I'm just, again, more information is being downloaded to me about the arc retreat, how we are going to be really like opening up our bodies and we're going to be activating these deeper, deeper energy centers in our body, including our high heart, our, our seat of our soul, our lower chakras, our upper chakras. We're going to be expanding our aura. It just feels like we are really pulling in the, the energetic aspects along with our physical aspects and doing a lot of work with our fascia, which is our connective tissue, really working to open and stretch out our, our fascia so that our energy that we are, that is wanting to expand, that is expanding through our bodies may radiate even more out of our physical body as our aura. This is very, very important work. And this is all new downloads that is coming to me. So I just am really trying to express the importance of how um, this work is imperative at this time with everything that we are going through in our physical body because we are, we are human beings, but first and foremost, we are spirit. We are a soul in a human body on this earth plane. So it is imperative that we work with all aspects of our dimensions, of our, of our higher dimension being and of our, of our physical dimension being. This is so important. So just, I'm, I'm imploring to you, if you feel called to this experience, it's going to be profound. It is beyond my comprehension. Honestly, I don't even know what is happening, but I trust and it's going to be amazing. Like it's, I just feel like it is just like something way bigger than any of us that this is happening. So 
um, that I'm excited to bring you today's episode. It is so beautiful. Um, it's really quite beautifully activating. I've got the beautiful Radha Rose with us. And I've had my eye on her this whole past year. Um, she is a staple in Atlanta with the way that she is promoting um, healing through voice, you know, like really using voice as an activation, as a healing tool for your body. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful conversation. So I'm so excited for you to tune in and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello and welcome back to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is Vaughn today and I have got the most beautiful, angelic woman with me today, Radha. Hello, welcome. Thank you, Vaughn. I'm so delighted to be in your presence today. I am, yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation, which is all about voice and how using our voice can be healing and the impact that voice has had in your life and how you are where you are and who you are at this point. So let's just get right into it and tell us about you and your journey. Uh, sure. I I love talking about the voice. We all have one and I believe we're all born to to use it in our own unique, authentic way. And for me, gosh, the journey, it's like, where do I begin, really? (laughs) Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Well, you said five years ago, right, that your journey kind of began like five years ago. Yes. Um, I, and what's interesting is I listened to your first couple episodes on the cosmic healing podcast And I recall you saying you went on this breathwork retreat in 2018 and 2018 was just a big year. I think for so many of us awakening into our spiritual gifts. And for me, I I was finding that through yoga, moving my body, dropping into my body. Um, It was also the year, the first year that I I tried plant medicine. (laughs) And so that was interesting with my partner, it was a year of exploration. Um, and it, it, 2018 was like the, the spark that, that lit the fire that was soon to burn on in 2020, I would say. Yep. Agreed. (laughs) I think it's interesting also because I, you know, when you're in it, you don't realize, okay, I'm about to go on a five-year journey. You know, when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is interesting. And now looking back, I think so, so, so many of us can relate to that and be like, yeah, like actually looking back, I can see that the past five years have been incredibly transformational. And it really did start in 2018. It really did. Yeah. It, it did for me and so many of my my um, colleagues that I, I work with today. Uh, so 2018 was the year I started to understand, okay, I am a spiritual being in a human body. I don't have a spirit. I am spirit. And that was a huge realization. And I feel like so many of us have to feel that first before we even are able to truly explore what are our gifts to share with the world. It's like, we have to recognize that first. And oftentimes on our journey, we 
feel this like sense of dark night of the soul or feel lost on our, our way on the spiritual journey, like we have the questions we're asking, but we're not finding maybe the fulfillment or the opportunities that really light us up. And for me, like many, it began with a person, a, a person who really invited me to go on a new path with him, with singing circles and uh, shamanic healing retreats, which is interesting because I know you've you've been on retreats just like that. And um, it's been a wild adventure since I was invited onto this journey with him. So when did the when did you start connecting to your voice? Like, have you always had, have you always, you've been a singer or, or like, like what's that journey been like for connecting to your voice in this way that you serve now? Absolutely. So I have not always been a singer. I actually, I love to share this at our sisters of song circles in Atlanta, uh, that I didn't even really sing until I was an adult. However, I am a trained classical musician, and I was learning the cello from fourth grade up until my college years. I went to school for music, and so I believe that with the cello, it was so close to my body holding it uh, that the vibrations were really being absorbed by me. Uh, and my, I was learning so much on a subconscious level in my throat chakra. Yeah, that there was just a lot of work happening that I was completely unaware about until essentially I was invited into these experiences that went a little deeper in a, a spiritual context that really allowed me to explore and, and flourish with the voice. It, it was a huge identity wake up uh, for me when I found out I could sing. Yeah. So what like, how did that begin? Is it when you were in the, the, the circles that you were going with to your partner and then you just started exploring and then you're like, oh, this actually feels really good. Like this is healing. And like, so how, what was the transition like from understanding what, what you thought was happening to actually allowing it to happen? Mm, that's a great question. I would say, so first off, the person I've mentioned that was like my guide, I would say like a spiritual teacher for me, he he wasn't my partner per se, but I felt this really deep, almost past life connection with him mm -hmm. that really made me feel attracted to the work he was doing, which was with the voice, like medicine songs and uh, on plant medicine and shamanic healing retreats. And so I followed him. Um kind of, uh, you could say foolishly, but it was just, it felt right to my heart. And it felt right in my soul when we would sing these medicine songs. That, and I was timid at first, you know, I, it felt kind of foreign in my body to be singing sometimes and not in English. Sometimes we were singing in a Native American dialect or in Sanskrit. And what was interesting is singing these different languages in these song circles. It, it felt almost more familiar yeah. to my soul to sing in these other languages. Once I, I got past my own mind yeah. and then I realized, wow, there's this rich 
history of Sanskrit and you know Native American dialects that goes way beyond our modern day English and it you feel it in your soul mm -hmm. it it attunes you to something beyond your own mind Absolutely. and I got really hooked after that yeah yeah I I totally agree um you know when I I guess for me, mine started like really using my voice and, and activating my throat chakra because the big joke in my family is that I cannot sing. Right. And so when I'm, when I'm singing, I'm just like, oh, I know I sound bad, but, but when I started working with my sound bowls and I allowed my voice to match the frequency of the sound bowls, I noticed something was happening within me. I felt my energy up leveling. And then when I started encouraging my, in my breathwork healing classes, cause I would always have my sound bowls and would end at the end with that. And I would just start playing and then I would be humming to that same vibration. And then I would encourage the class, you know, if they felt comfortable to start humming and then the whole class would just be matching and humming that frequency and that vibration of the, the sound bowl. And so having a full room of every woman on that same frequency and, and matching it and rising up to it, it was so powerful. And, and then I began using, um, like the, the chakra, um, chants, you know, like the, mm -hmm. the different ones that match the, what is not a chant, but it's like, a you know, like an attunement to that chakra. I, I would say it's a beige or bija mantra is okay. a seed sound. Okay. A seed sound. Yeah, that's it. Um, and so once I started working with that as well, and I could feel the vibration of that in my like raw, you know, and huh, and I could feel it in all my different chakras. It was so profound because I could feel my voice literally vibrating my energy. And it was so mm -hmm. intentional and it was so like surprising for me. And the more I did it, the more I could literally feel my energy vibrating. So I was healing through my voice, literally. Yes. It, it, that's what I love about the voice is we often think it's this performative thing that only some people can do and some people can't. But it's, there's no can and can't spectrum with the voice. We just, if we have a voice, we can do it. And I believe it's the most underutilized healing tool we have at our disposal because like you were sharing, like you're vibrating from the inside out. And one of the things that's so profound about it is that you are vibrating inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's less about the outer with, uh, when we really think about it, 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 it feels good. It feels, feels good to our bodies so and souls. Good. Yeah. And going back to the soul remembrance, when you are singing those, those ancient songs, it is a soul remembrance. And because we've walked this earth many, many, many lifetimes, you know, we have chanted and been in sisterhood. And I mean, one of my favorite things that we do at my retreats is, is fireside singing and chanting. And, you know, we'll start out kind of serious sometimes. I mean, it's always playful and fun, but we're trying to like do something. And then we'll end up singing like 
you know, from the windows to the wall, you know, and just kind of like <laughs> making it just so fun, just because we're using our voice and we're singing songs that our soul remembers through all the lifetimes, including this one. So um, it's just really been so profound to me. And it's, it's also incredible how the, um, you know, the coming together in sisterhood and the fireside chants and songs, how, like the sisterhood that that cultivates and that pulls together women that are, you know, maybe complete strangers. And all of a sudden now we're, we're exploring and remembering lifetimes together. And it's just so profound and healing. And it, that is one of my favorite things is the, the sisterhood that that cultivates of, of a memory within Yes, I have to fully agree with what you just shared. Um, I have found too, it, it's one of my favorite parts of the chanting, it, like you're saying, the sisterhood. And I, I've been hosting women's circles in Athens, where I live, Athens, Georgia. And we always sing a song, at least one song at the end to kind of bring our experience full circle together. And it's always so interesting to see who in the circle who acted like, oh, I can't sing or right. <laughs> acted very shy. Once we get into the drumming and we're, just, you know, my, my job is to really light the spark in others, I feel, and with my voice and my energy. So I'm just going for it. Yeah. And it just inspires and illuminates these women who otherwise would be very timid to like sing with full power and they learn so much about themselves as I've learned about myself through the song itself through the singing and sisterhood itself it, it the act teaches us exactly it, mm -hmm. um so I've been to one of your classes that um kirtan is that how I say it uh, yes Kir okay. kirtan and kirtan kirtan okay well uh, whatever the it's K-I-R-T-A-N. So school us about that, because to be completely honest, I had never worked with Kirtan before or Kirtan. And, um, and so, but I was really curious. So I, I wanted to come to your class. I'd been wanting to experience your magic and, and it was so fun. It was, a, I mean, it's a very involved class with the, you know, thank goodness you print off the things, to, you know, for us to be able to read and experience. Um, and I totally in the very beginning would notice that I would get in my head and then I'm just like, Vaughn, come on, girl, you know, better than this, like, just be here, be in the energy. You don't have to get it right because it is very, I mean, if you try to do it right, it's hard to do it right. In my opinion, I, I had a hard time keeping up with the with the pattern of it. But once I surrendered into the flow of it, it was so that's where I was like, this is what we're always supposed to be doing is just be in the flow of it without. So it was interesting how I had to like check myself because I wanted to get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. So if you will please describe what that is and, and how it is supportive in the classes that you do and you do it with your your partner now and it's a an amazing class like it's it's so healing and vibrationally activating i 
I want to just begin by saying I'm so glad that you came to that kirtan. Um, it, it was a really powerful one at, I think it was Akasha Yoga in uh-huh. Sewanee. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was so glad that you were there. It was such a great way to meet you by the power of the voice, sharing that experience. Yeah. And what what I like to share about kirtan to those who are new to it or have been curious about it or have never heard of it, kirtan is honestly the most ancient form of yoga that we know about it's more ancient than the yoga poses themselves because it it is sacred chanting and every culture around the world has been chanting for as long as we know there's been human history and this practice of the kirtan comes from india or what was the the country before india (laughs) uh before it was even india and we sing in Sanskrit, which is a vibrational language. And one thing I like to highlight about that vibrational language is like, aren't all languages vibrational? Not necessarily. English is a meaning-based language. Sanskrit being a vibrational-based language. And I'll give an example. So the word chair, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Chair is meaning-based, right? When I say chair to Vaughn, you feel like you have an image of a a chair in your brain, and it may be different than my image of a chair. Sanskrit is so different in that way. Sanskrit, you have the vibration om, which is said to be the oldest, the most primeval vibration that we as humans know about. And There's no picture of Ulm in my head that maybe can be different than the picture of Ulm in your head. It doesn't even inspire much of a picture. It's just a vibration that we're all able to tap into. And they say that the Rishis or the wise men of India say that the vibrational words themselves in Sanskrit are the very definition of that state of being. So it's really powerful when you you sing these vibrational syllables to call in these sacred states of being. And that's what we do in Kirtan. And we do it in a call and response way. That's really fun and engaging. We call our practice ecstatic Kirtan because we do rise gradually throughout the maybe one and a half, two hour experience into a very like ecstatic climax that feels like drugs, but it's not drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just you singing your heart out with a, an amazing group of people. And people have been doing that for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. And we're here to just keep it alive and keep it well. Yes. I love that. It, it, it is very much just as you described, because it, well, in the beginning, I think everybody's a little like, am I doing it right? How loud do I sing? And then by the end, everybody's like, I don't care. And they're just like, woohoo. And they're singing so loudly and their voices, you know, there is a safety, you know, by the end that you really are able to express on such a more, um, expressive level, you know, and, and, and a tune also. Um, so, so you have that. And then when you do your sister, is it sisters of song circles? 
Yes. Yeah. So tell me, I haven't been able to make one of those, um, but I would love to hear about what that is like. Absolutely. So there's a story behind Sisters of Song. I, back in this summer, summer of 2023, I was was doing Kirtan with my husband, Josh, who plays the drum for me um, when we do these chanting experiences. And we had been touring we went to North Carolina we we went all around Georgia at different yoga studios sharing this gift of kirtan with with the populace and I was asked by a yoga studio owner in Atlanta to begin to do a monthly chanting circle and while I was seeing kirtan rise in popularity, and I feel like that's part of my dharma or my soul mission is to bring that to the modern day, I felt this like hesitation. And I realized <laughs> I had to sit with it for a little minute. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm scared to step into the next iteration of my work. <laughs> and I, it's so funny how like I've had these people invite me into the next step um but I haven't initiated it myself per se but I think that's it's kind of divine in that way and so she was that person for me who was inviting me into the next iteration but I'm glad I hesitated because I wanted it to be something a little bit more accessible not just kirtan and I realized I wanted to infuse the women's circle work I'd been doing for years with the song and make it this like sisterhood song circle. And so that's how Sisters of Song was born. That is and beautiful. We have a beautiful community. It's yeah. it's such a, I love diversity. Yeah. I love when these practices bring together a diverse group of, of women and we feel this communion in the experience. Yes. And we like to sing a, a variation of chants, chants from India, chants from the Native Americas, uh, chants from that are in Spanish, all kinds of chants we sing together. So how do you pick out the um, chants? Like, is it is it uh, something that you feel into the vibration of the of that particular evening or is it the same every, every time, or is it totally different every time? Like, how do you feel into that? Yes. So I, it, like many of us who hold space for others, there's definitely a lot of intuition that plays into choices of songs. I myself feel really connected to the season's and cycles and I like to infuse that into our circles and so we just had a a, a winter solstice uh sisters of song uh, back in December and we honored the the darkest night of the year um and I I like to have a program of maybe three four chants that bring us into the energy of the season that we're all experiencing yeah that's so beautiful. Um, so do you, I'm just curious about this cause I'm curious how, so do you remember everything? Do you remember all these songs or do you like, where are they in your repertoire? <laughs> uh, I mean, they definitely rotate in my, my, my space. <laughs> um, but I would say, yes, I remember most of them, uh, 
one thing about hosting song circles is I do like to keep it as simple as possible. There's a lot of strength and possibility that arises um, energe energetically within the circle when you keep the chant simple. So some of my more elaborate chants that I know, I actually don't call in to our song circles because I know it's it's new material for mm -hmm. most people there. And my goal is not to confuse or right. make you like, <laughs> oh gosh, you have this big challenge ahead. No, my, my, uh, my intention is for the song to make you feel a sense of freedom, which comes with some simplicity for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is so beautiful. And I'm saying that because whenever I am at retreat, I'm like, well, well somebody sing a song, like start, start, because it's like, I love to be in, um, in that and to, but I'm always like, I need to expand my, my song base, but it's like, my brain just doesn't remember it. So I'm just so inspired and fascinated that you have these go-tos in, in your, in your mind and in your, in your little toolbox of, well, this is the one we need. So, cause I'm always like, who's going to start this chant for us? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Which is usually I, why it ends up from the windows to the wall, because I know that one. <laughs> that's, that's a good choice. I think we most of us do know that one. So might as well. Uh, oh, gosh, I, I wanted to share that. Yeah, I I feel like, Vaughn, that the, the chance that you love, so like the chance that you just feel this like warmth when you listen to them, those are your chants. Yeah, like, you don't need to learn any chants outside of the ones that really ignite your soul. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And um, I appreciate you saying that because that is funny because I'm always like, oh, oh, come on, Vaughn. Um, <laughs> but it's so true. Like, just find my favorites that resonate with me and my work and then probably also encourage others to go ahead and explore. So, you know, maybe now that we're talking out loud, I think that's what I will, you know, start doing too, is that maybe have each person, um, you know, come up with their, you know, explore and research and find theirs that resonates with their soul. And then we can offer it when we come together and sister around the fire. So I'm that that's a new idea. So thank you for inspiring that. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel we're all song carriers. Yeah. And I know that for myself as a song carrier, I don't feel like I need to overload myself with every song I love. Like there are some songs I love that other song carriers carry much more strongly than I do. But the ones that I love, that's what gives the je ne sais quoi factor right. to my presentation of them is because I, it's encoded yeah. in my soul because I love it so much. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it, it definitely radiates out of you, um, in all that you do and all that you are with all of your offerings and your energy on social media, you know, like it's just, it's so obvious and evident that you are living in, your life's purpose, you know, it is definitely shining through you in, in full 
full witness of you. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for reflecting that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so what, what do you have, where do you see everything moving forward with voice? And like, what do you think? I mean, cause obviously 2023 was a whole thing, a whole vibe, a whole, it was, it is what it is. And so now moving into 24, where it's, it is coming in with so much new energy and we are shifted. I, I really truly can see it and feel it. Like all of us are shifted on a new way. So how are you feeling called to, um, to work with people now and to like, how do you feel things are shifting going into this new energy? Mm. Yes, I, I have been reflecting a lot on that. So I'm glad you asked me. Um, 2023, <laughs> like you said, it's just, a, it's just a whole thing. And whole thing. It, it really was, it, it was, it was huge. Um, very, it was exponential growth, exponential service too. Um, I was literally physically serving a lot last year, traveling and yeah. you know, working I, at different yoga studios. Yeah. Well, and I thought about you so much actually, um, because I, I, I know where you live, you live in Athens, which is about 45 minutes away from me. And I live about 45 minutes away from Atlanta. And mm -hmm. I know the studios that you were going to, and they, some of them were on the other side. So I, I really was like, wow, she, that girl is working it, you know, like, but you were truly serving, but you could also at the same time see that you were on such a mission to, to, to serve and to reach as many people as you could. And so it's like 2023 in witnessing you, it feels like you just expanded your wings, your broad width, you know, your bandwidth. That's it. You expanded your bandwidth very far. And so now <laughs> here you are with these big open arms and wings where you can truly cover so much territory. So sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to acknowledge that about you because I, I know what it takes to travel to these studios and to host classes and to the uh, energy it takes to promote them and to show up fully over and over again. And girl, you are doing it. So just an honor and reverence to you for that. I see you, I honor you and kudos to you. I'm, I'm celebrating you because I see your bandwidth. Spread. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I love that bandwidth. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, I mean, um, just what you said, the bandwidth ex expanded. However, I want to mention something I haven't like shared very publicly was that I experienced burnout several times last year. It was, it was a lot. It's a lot to like step into your capacity to serve. Um, and you learn a lot about your capacity as it, when you hit the, you could say the edge yeah. of it. Right. And my goal this year is to, because I've learned so much about the cycle of growth, fast growth and burnout and then rest and then fast growth, burnout, rest. I am really wanting to break the cycle because I've learned so much about burnout and I, I'm ready to help 
women, the women I've been working with and women I have yet to meet to understand you don't actually have to keep that burnout cycle continuing. You can actually relax in your leadership and relax in your service. It's it's not the way we're taught in society. Um, there, there's a lot of power in it. And so I, I'm going personally from a lot of overwhelm into overflow. And I'm really wanting to approach this year in that way, in a, in a way that is less hustling and, and more just about I'm going to attract the right opportunities <laughs> by being myself, by being my authentic self. And I want everyone to be able to do that. Yes, that is the way. It is the way. I had that realization probably two years ago. And, you know, but there is also seasons of life, you know, when you're passionate about sharing your your work, you know, and you're on a mission to truly serve, you know, it's like that's that fuels you, you know, and you, you can do it and you are okay until all of a sudden you realize, okay, I'm not okay. And now that's the time to reevaluate. So I, I definitely can sense within your, within you, the, that divine, I mean, that divine feminine that is like definitely coming up and being like, okay, like, it's like a whole new, um, ease and grace that is already flowing through you and that masculine energy, which is so necessary. I mean, we have to have that masculine energy of action and do, but creating that balance is where the magic is. I mean, that is, that's it. And, um, you know, I speak so often about my, because my divine feminine is a very front first and foremost, like I'm really good at like being in flow and relaxing and being present. And just, that's like me and my, you know, weakest link is that masculine energy of actually showing up and offering and serving and doing. And so constantly being in mindful awareness, you know, being gentle with myself as I'm observing my actions or what's next, um, just really creating that balance of, of the masculine and feminine energies. It is, it is truly everything, but for it to be in balance, that's where the healing has to come in. Like you have to be able to witness yourself in that way, you know, of like where you are off balance and then, you know, give yourself the, the grace and the time and the self-love and the permission to, to recalibrate it. So I definitely can see your divine feminine coming in beautifully. Just your recent images that you've been sharing. It's so beautiful. And you just look like this flowy, beautiful goddess woman. Thank you. (laughs) I, I, what you're saying about the balance of the masculine and feminine, I resonate so deeply with. I really do. I I do believe that every woman is a balance of those energies. And one thing I just want to add is that I I see it as a constantly moving balance, like a dance. Yeah. 
I would say it's, it's for me, it's even more so this dance between feminine and masculine. There's some days where where you're going to be showing up, showing up, and it feels really masculine, and you're just like, go, go, go. And then the next day, you might just oh, drop in the bed, surrender into your mm -hmm. feminine. And it's beautiful that way. It's kind of yeah. beautiful that it can be a little unpredictable. Um, that's what kind of keeps the spice of life and yeah. it alive. Yes. And I want, I want every woman to wake up to her power of free will choice uh, to embody the dynamic that feels most supportive for her life. And I, I want us to do the real healing together, yeah. not just, uh, you know, we can't just, um, so we can't serve out of an empty cup is what I mean to say. We have to continue refilling. Yeah. And, and I feel like so many of us don't even know what that looks like, you know, because we've never been that version of us before. So we are in a place of true exploration. Like, what does it look like for me to, to have a day where my masculine is on fire and I'm getting so much shit done? And then the next day I just take a me day and do whatever I want to do. Like most people don't even know what they want to do with themselves when they have that free time available. So even when you create the free time, it's like, well, what do I do with myself? Well, that's the point where I feel like we're at right now with so many women where we're just exploring. You're just learning who you are as this version of yourself that that has really spent the the past five years and especially last year of, of letting go of so much of that old conditioned us, you know, on all, on all levels, you know? And so now here we are like, okay, well, so who am I now? What, what do I do with myself? And that's where it gets to be exploratory, but that's also where, where we have the choice of, releasing the judgment, releasing the guilt and, and really truly stepping into this version of ourselves in the unknown of like, I don't really know exactly what this version of me looks like, but it feels really good. And I'm just going to keep showing up and, and playing and being along the way and figuring it out and, and showing up to things that that I don't even know about that light me up, you know, like hearing your voice and your message today and, and how song moves through you, you know, there might be so many women that are listening to this conversation and being like, oh, maybe that's what I want and need and, and will help me discover more of myself and my purpose and what, what I really truly deeply want and need in my life. Because right now we're just still trying to figure it out and that's okay. It is okay. It really is okay. And I feel, I feel like my heart, my heart really felt what you just shared. It, it felt like it was speaking to me because I am, <laughs> I think many of us women are recovering people pleasers and recovering perfectionists. And I am absolutely one of those. And so for the recovering people pleasers out there, I, I, you're I'm preaching to the choir I guess because we we need this um breast we need time to get creative and get messy and do it our way and sometimes our way is not perfect and it's not what we've been prescribed in society and 
my path, my spiritual path and my path with the voice has been my principal teacher and embracing my messy authenticity as a human being. Um, it's wild when I think like I, I fit, I feel like I have one foot in India, ancient India, and then I have one foot in the medicine music world and one foot in like sovereign sisterhood. And it's like these different cultures. And I've wanted to stick to one culture or even cult and it doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for a lot of people because we're so much more multidimensional than that. Yes, 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 yes. That exactly what you just said. Um, I feel like so many of us can really resonate with that. I mean, because, you know, if we're really exploring the fact that we have lived so many lives on this earth, you know, then it's like we we have been in different places. We have been in India. We have been um, Aztec. We, like we have, we've been all over the place. You know, we've been uh, galactic. Like we've been so many versions of ourselves. And so we, when we try to separate and just hone in on that one version of ourselves, that's when we get stuck. That's when we are narrowing our vision and our path of what is available to us. And when we can just open up that energy and, and allow ourselves to be all of us, all the soul aspects of all the experiences that we've ever had and just allow them just to be remembered within ourselves and, and integrated. And, um, it's almost like a, a cellular waking up that is happening and bringing it back to the voice. Like that is such a powerful way to, to wake up your cells is through that, the vocal vibration, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that's really what it is all about is allowing ourselves to be all, all the things. Yes, absolutely. And I love that th what I find with songs is that it enchants that each one brings us into a particular magical vibration that is really unique to the chant itself and when we learn them and we sing them whether it's to ourselves in a song circle at a retreat it, it doesn't matter it, as long as we're singing these chants of these powerful vibrations we are encoding our dna with that energy and all the chants that we sing they become encoded in us and we become carriers of that energy in the world. And that, that's really profound work. And that is a great way to step into your power is to begin singing and encoding yourselves with all of the beauty that is available to you in the book through the power of music. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. Perfectly said. Um, well, is there possibly a song on your heart that you feel inspired to share with us? Yes, I always have a song ready. And I think I'll share a simple one because we were talking a little bit about how simple chants can uh, be the most powerful. <laughs> this chant I learned at one of my first song circles and it's called Love Surrounds You by Bird Tribe. Love surrounds you, peace surrounds you. 
you, angels surround you every day, all day long, morning, noon, and night, you are surrounded by the light. Love surrounds you, peace surrounds you, angels surround you every day, all day long, morning, noon, and night, you are surrounded by the light, the light, the The light of peace, the light of truth, the light of love. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Radha. My honor. <laughs> I so appreciate your voice your wisdom, sharing your story with us today. And I am so grateful that you are in the Atlanta area and that you are anchoring in what you are doing right here. We we are doing some deep healing grid work in the Atlanta area and it is necessary and you are playing a vital role in doing that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. It is my absolute joy. And I reflect that right back to you. Thank you for doing the good work with me here in Atlanta. Yes. So what is the best way for people to connect with you? And what are your current offerings that you have going on? Absolutely. Uh, I would say the best way you can connect with offerings now and upcoming would be Instagram. My Instagram is the Radha Rose, uh, like T-H-E-R-A-D-H-A-R-O-S-E. And upcoming offerings would be, we have Sisters of Song every month in Atlanta. That's Where an in-person that? offering. What's what, that? what studio is that? Currently, it's the Alfreda Wellness Collective. Okay. Oh, Alfred, I love Georgia. it there. Yeah. Yeah. I've hosted several classes there and it's it's a beautiful space. Yes, we do love it there. And our next uh, one will be January 24th. We do it on a Wednesday every month. And then the biggest way you could work with me is to come to our women's retreat in April. April 4th through 8th in Hillsborough, yes. Georgia. Yes. And for my listeners, um, she is hosting her next retreat in April, which is at the same place where I hosted the Flourish retreat with the dome homes and the land and oh my gosh, it's, <clears throat> it is so beautiful and powerful there. I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that event is going to be incredible. It really is beautiful, potent land. Seriously potent land. And uh, yeah, there's a whole story, uh, which we didn't get to share today about how I came across the property and the domes are just so healing. Have you, um, 
have you been in the dome yet and used your voice and, and sang in there yet? Oh my gosh. And that was, I had a feeling the acoustics in these domes would be supportive for our our vocal empowerment work. But when I actually visited in November, it blew me out of the water. (laughs) How angelic it makes your voice sound when you're in there. It really does. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, that, that dome space is quite, uh, a special place. The, the acoustics are, I mean, cause I would be in one spot and it would sound like I was in a totally different spot. And it's like just the way that it bounced off of the, the walls and the, we had, um, you know, we did sound healing every day as well. And so we had the gong and it was just like, everybody was like, where is the gong? Like, it feels like it's behind me in front of me to the side. It's like, it was so powerful. So I can only imagine the voices and the um, the transformation that is going to happen in that space. It sounds beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it's going to be really special. And it's five days, four nights right before the total solar eclipse nice. happening the Monday, which the retreat ends. So it was astrologically timed. And I'm really excited for the women who are coming in. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you and for them as well. And I know I will make it to one of your, uh, songs, sister song circles very soon, very, very soon. I look forward to making that a priority. So welcome to join us. Thank you so much. We would really benefit from your energy. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you again for this conversation and your time today. And I'll make sure I put all the, all the ways to connect with you in the show notes. And we would love to hear how this conversation resonated with you and how voice has changed your life. So please, um, come into our, the comments of wherever we share this and let us know your thoughts and your feelings around this. So thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram, so come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.